It's Thursday, July 8th, which also happens to be Linda Myers' birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. And you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. I'm sick and tired. Man. Sick and tired of people getting free shout outs on this show. <laughs> Linda Myers has paid her dues. Uh, happy birthday. Happy have, birthday, Mama Myers. Happy birthday, but we have parents too. It's not their birthdays. <laughs> it's not their birthdays, but we have it's parents. It's my dad's birthday. Phil Hartwig. Hello. Are you serious? Is today really your dad's birthday? July 8th. That Jesus. is exciting. Can I ask how old Phil Hartwig is? Phil was born in 44. So this is numero 77 for Pappy. Is the dog, I, is thought the dog for, I thought for a second he was going to go on like a 15-minute tirade of like the history of Phil Hartwig. And I was like, wrap it up right the fuck now, Chris. We got sports to talk about. <laughs> I was wondering if the dog was celebrating with 44 barks in the background for the year of your father's birth. Um, Spike is nuts, man. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, welcome to Uniform Exchange. Welcome, Spike and the rest of the crew, uh, where we get very, very serious, as you all know, when we present only the most consequential and weighty topics uh, and opinions as to what is happening in the wide, weird, wacky world of sports business. I'm Michael Myers of Birdie Box and the Sports Marketer. As always, I am joined by Chris Hartwig from the Team Marketing Report. Hello, Chris. Good afternoon, Miguel. And hello, Spike. Uh, from Big Sports Consulting, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. Hello. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Best Fresh off a haircut. <laughs> Wait, say that, good say day, that again? I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. And, I said good uh, day. And as always, Mike Smith, dad number two. Welcome back to the show. Cracking open his goose island as Which always. one are we at? We'll maybe Lost Palette? No, this week, uh, Tepache Sunset, little uh, tequila aged Cezanne with pineapple juice and orange juice because you need to get the juice one way. Or another. Yeah, you're getting your vitamin oh, that's, C. That's hot. That's good. Vitamin C. Spicy. It's a spicy. Josh, did you get your ears lowered today? My ears Looks lowered? Good. <laughs> yeah. Your um, haircut? So I did mention uh, I was supposed to get a haircut this morning. I Oh, you didn't get a haircut. I thought you were getting a haircut. I was supposed to i showed up for the appointment and it was in like a building with a bunch of suites so it was just one guy and the suite was closed the lights were off i was pissed i showed up on time waited there for 15 20 minutes and you know what i thought to myself they didn't show up none of their numbers were working i'm gonna write just in the middle of a story say you know what i thought to myself you know what yeah (laughs) what is that what you think to yourself do you think you know what before I you do. think something, no, I do everything. Self. Everything I'm saying is stream of conscience. It's coming Note straight from you inside my head. But I, I decide I'm going to write a Yelp review, which I've never done before. I've never except, been angry enough or happy enough. This, 
to it write sounds, it sounds, long it sounds stories. Like, I just asked if the man had a haircut. Listen know, to the sounds, story. Listen. Just listen. For once sounds, in your life, listen. It sounds I'm like writing you asked review. Jeeves for, like, where do I get a haircut? <laughs> Hello, I'm your internet you butler. Go to You're this vacant apartment off. and wait for me. So I write All the right, review. Go ahead, Josh. One star review. It was bad. I sh- and I said what happened. And then about 20 minutes later, I get a message on Yelp, which I didn't even know was possible, from this woman telling me that the owner of the barbershop, who was her baby's father, had passed away two weeks ago. And they haven't gotten around to closing up the shop yet or shutting the Yelp review down. So, of course, I'm sitting there. Feeling wait, 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 wait. The guy who was going to cut your hair between the moment when you signed up for your haircut and wrote a terrible Yelp review about him not being there to cut your hair passed away. Well, I don't know if it was between that, th- those two time frames. It was about but the guy that c- was going to cut your hair died. He's he's rest in peace. Sorry, it's not funny. He didn't it's, he didn't die before he well, cut your hair this, and made the appointment last time? So it's in between this, your last appointment and this one. I never yeah, I but, never met the guy. I just moved up here. I'm looking oh, for a new barber okay. now, haircut. and okay. now I'm never going to get my hair cut again. And, I don't and want now to, I everyone don't want. in Los Angeles is scared that Josh is going to book an appointment with them. Yeah, <laughs> Los so, honestly, it is kind of sad because the guy's dead, but it, it's, it's very sad. Funny. It's it's a dark, humorous story. Just me writing my first Yelp review and then getting hit with the the guy's actually dead, and we haven't had time to close out his affairs yet. So we're sorry. If, if we down, say his I name, it's review. very sad. If we don't, yes. it's a random it's person, and people die every day. Yeah. Yes. Um, wow. So it was wow, that's no, haircut, and I might never get a haircut again. So we'll see how long this baby gets. I will be honest. I did not see this story going in that direction, but uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, when you when you interrupt with, like every two <laughs> seconds, it's hard to see what direction any story is going in. Well, with that being said, I think it's time for. Are we okay to do this? Like, I feel like we were just scratching the surface on do what's going on with this haircut story. It? Honestly, silence. Instead of instead of paying some exorbitant amount for a haircut, I then paid to the GoFundMe to help the to help pay for this guy's funeral. Some guy so that you've just, never met. I think yeah. it just took all, such a dark turn. I'm honestly, I should probably just go home at this point. You're, you're going to go to this guy's funeral, and someone's going to be like, "Bro, you look like you need a haircut." <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> be, I won't be the only one there. Actually, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Oh, man. We're all, without question, going to donate to this guy's GoFundMe. And Josh, you just get that to us. We might even put it in the link whenever we post this next week and let everybody else donate to this guy's GoFundMe uh, to help pay for his funeral. Wow, that is some intense stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think I need to do this again. Rack it up, rack it up. I got a to make me a safe house. Shake it up, shake it up. She got a hands on it. Yes, let's move yes. on to, to, to all things sports business. Yes. What can I talk? It's been a big week in sports. It's been a really big week in sports, guys. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, even on the field, it's been a big week. It's currently a big week. The NBA Finals 
I know, Josh, you're very excited about this. Long hair and all. You're a big NBA, our resident NBA expert. Uh, who's playing in this, Josh? Who's playing in the finals? Share and part us with some wisdom. I laugh every time you call me an NBA expert because it just shows how little NBA expertise we have on the panel. But well, we know uh, a lot. <laughs> we have a lot. Suns and Bucks. It's the it's the finals matchup everyone was waiting for. The NBA was rooting for. We all wanted to see the networks. Everybody. Phoenix, Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix, Milwaukee. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's tough. It, luckily, the Bucks had some injury problems going into it. But uh, Giannis. How's that? Luckily. Able, oh, okay. Well, no. Luckily, Giannis was able to play in the game one. Yeah. So that, that's that's nice. But well, we know uh, we, all, we know all about basketball and injuries in the playoffs, and yep, yeah, we know all about yeah. that. Now we mm-hmm. do. You learned we something do now. that day. You I did, but I am excited. I, I think it's really cool. Chris Paul, he's 96. Yes. He just yeah. had a 77th birthday today. Him, Linda Myers, and Paul Hartwig. A lot of birthdays. Uh, Big day. Yeah, Phil. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to say Paul there. Uh, Phil Hartwig. Um, I did see, however, this. I thought this was interesting. Two things. One, uh, I saw an advertisement during... I guess it was after the first game, after game one, where they're rebooting the Wonder Years. Have you guys seen this? Huh? Have you have you seen this? They're rebooting the Wonder Years, but it's getting a lot of positive reviews. They're rebooting the Wonder Years, but they're doing it. So so Fred Savage is the executive producer, and I don't know who all else, but they're doing it with Don Cheadle as the the narrator, and it's a black family. Hmm. And it looks pretty cool. It actually what, looks pretty cool. In the cool. same so time I, era, like the... Uh, 70s, 80s? It, I, I believe so. I believe it's in the 70s in Alabama, but I'm not, or 60s in Alabama, but I'm not 100% sure of that. I just, I, I, I looked into it after I saw the ad and, and thought it was pretty cool. Is Wendy so, coming back? Uh, it's, it's, I don't believe it's Wendy. Matt Wazolik is rolling over right now and, and you calling her Wendy. It's Winnie. Winnie. Quinny. Oh, it's Winnie. Oh, that's right. It's been, it's been a minute since I watched that. Matt, you guys Matt just give me a second. You guys just give me a second to Google what the hell the Wonder Years is. Thank you. <laughs> yes, oh go ahead. Go ahead, child. It was, it was uh, an when American coming of age comedy drama television television series. Who knew? Yeah, I did. All of us did. Um, and Matt Wazolik has had a crush on Winnie for 35 years now, I think, mm-hmm. since he was 10 years old. So Yeah, it's frightening, um, actually, how much. It is a little frightening. Um, I also saw that, uh, and this was just a social media post today that cracked me up, uh, that a gentleman sent Adam Silver a, an email expressing how upset he was at Patrick Beverly for shoving Chris Paul on the back. And he responded, well, somebody named Bill responded with a two paragraph full response to this individual explaining how much they care and, and that Patrick Beverly is being punished and how seriously they take it. And the guy posted it on social media, Patrick Beverly responded in a pretty funny way. And then the entire internet is responded with that's essentially the widest thing I've ever seen. That some some fan reporting something that didn't happen to him and saying, I'm upset by this, which I thought was pretty funny. So that's how I view the NBA finals through the commercials and the tweets after the game about shoves and things. Now I'm pretty excited about it. It's pretty cool. Uh, also on this week, the NHL Stanley cup just wrapped up uh, Tampa Bay lightning won their second Stanley cup in a row. The first team to do that since all the way back in 2017. Ooh. 
uh, when the Pittsburgh Penguins That's did the home it. It city is pretty... of uh, Mike Smith's favorite uh, stadium. Mm. Oh yeah, Tampa. Tampa. You think they're going to uh, have some kind of parade and maybe burn that piece of shit to the ground? Might be the only Tampa team not to win a championship in the last 365 well, the, well, days. Oh, if I just remember the name, the, the the demolition group that was just down at Surfside, maybe on their way back to Georgia or wherever oh, they're from, we can't. they can stop at the Dome. Mm-hmm. No, we're, we're editing that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what I did find hilarious? Did you guys see that? Uh, I, I don't know who actually tweeted it or whatnot, but someone from – uh, the Canucks team uh, said, well, can we still have a parade in honor of our team getting to the finals and doing and having such a great season? And I might most- edit all this because the Canucks didn't make yeah, the damn finals. It was the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens. That's right, just, man. My well, the Canadians and Canucks, that means Canucks the same thing. Get, you know, to somebody who lives U.S. Same thing. Yeah. Anyway, it's very oh, Canadian of them to have a runners-up parade which i think is very interesting <laughs> like that is true can we do this and like still televise it and be like this is the team that lost but still made it to the finals see how much smaller the parade is compared to the winners when we flip well, over do a side by side you know comparison i don't this Speaking is all edited. Of the, size of the parade, the one thing that did jump out to me during the finals was that Tampa was able to have full stadiums at 18,000 people in their stadium. Whereas in Montreal, I don't know what the largest crowd they had. The first game I saw, they had 3,000 people. And I don't know what they had after that because of the coronavirus restrictions and everything. But that is a severe disadvantage if you are playing a home Stanley Cup final game and you don't get to have your fans in the stadium. Disadvantage for the ice, but also just stinks for the fans. You, I mean, it's the first time a Canadian team's been in the Cup finals in I don't know how many years, and they didn't get a goal watch, which is kind of disappointing and just unfortunate. Uh, one other note, and this is just, I think this is really cool. Pat Maroon, Party Maroon. If you guys know Pat Maroon, Patty Maroon from the Tampa Bay Lightning, he wins his third consecutive Stanley Cup because he was with St. Louis when they won, then went to Tampa, they won, and, and in Tampa again, he wins again. So uh, third or a fourth liner at this point in his career, but a big role player, and I think it's pretty cool. That he he clearly enjoys himself, which is why he has the nickname Party Maroon, but uh, he clearly enjoys himself out there. And then lastly, before we get into our uh, daily topics, we've got the Euro Cup 2020. England is playing in the finals on Sunday at 3 p.m. For those of you that are, are big soccer fans, um, if I was a bigger soccer fan, I'd be able to more clearly enunciate that this is the first time in like 50-some years that England is playing in a major final, which I don't think they're called majors in soccer, but whatever they are called, uh, it is a major event, and they haven't been in the final in a long, long, long time. And uh, they had 65,000 people at Wembley, for their win over Denmark, which was pretty cool. And um, yeah, cool, I mean, pretty cool goal that they scored to, to go up two one two. like rebound goal. Is that what it's called? Rebound goal. Yeah. We are crushing this soccer thing. <laughs> it's a million I played ways soccer to kick for a year. Ball. It's a rebound goal. Yeah. Million ways to kick a Finish ball. A shot. Toka official sponsor of uniform exchange. Toka. <laughs> I actually, I drove past a Toka this past week. Yeah. On his way getting a haircut. We're not going down this road again, Josh. I drove past a few tokas myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
How was it? Was there a lot of people outside or inside kicking balls? It just said indoor soccer facility. That's all it said. Yeah. So not too too complicated there. I don't know why they they call it. Their slogan wasn't much better than mine, quite honestly. That's the indoor (laughs) haircut facility. Uh, I mean, I'll, uh, ne- I'll never see that again. Uh, I, I will say, though, the it's, it's big for England. It's big for Italy, who's playing against them. If your home country makes the finals in any one of these events, like the Euro Cup 2020, uh, it's big dollars, billions of dollars in revenue from people going out to bars and doing all the things and, and everything else. And, and that's pretty exciting for those two countries. Very, very big for England. Um, as well. So those are the highlights of the week. I know that we have some news out of Tokyo and new Josh, you covering them. Well, that would have been nice with the English accent right there. But uh, Josh, I know you've been, you've been clued in very closely on what's happened in Tokyo. So I'm going to hand this one off to you. Yes. Um, so there's been a lot of news coming out of Tokyo. I believe the Olympics are set to start in about two weeks. Um, so there's been kind of some murmurings and rumors as the COVID case count goes up in Japan that they were going to be declaring a state of emergency and not allowing fans in venues, which they had previously announced a few weeks ago that they would allow fans. Um, but it came out this morning that Japan will be barring all spectators. Previously, it was just international or foreign spectators that were brought, that were excluded. They will be barring all spectators from all Olympics uh, events held in and around Tokyo. Like I said, they announced that today. So uh, they're going into their, I think, their fourth state of emergency since the beginning of the pandemic, and it's going to last from this week until towards the end of August. So uh, it's disappointing for all the athletes that are going to be there. They're not going to have fans in the arenas. Uh, or the venues, so it kind of sucks, but they are going to move forward with the Olympics, which I guess is is a positive thing. Now you'll see this is exactly what all the venues will look like if you're watching uh, if you're watching the the <laughs> video right now of the, the podcast. It's not super exciting. You're not missing much if you're listening. So um, it's an empty venue. So that's sad, but it's kind of the the state of the world that we're in right now. It's it's what we have to live with. You know, COVID's getting a lot better here in the U.S., but internationally and around the world, it's not not nearly gone. So we're still going to have to deal with this. Yeah. What what kind of economic impact is that going to have, not being able to have fans in any of the stands at the Olympics? Well, that's the – I mean, that's the, the uh, what do you call it? The Not the mitigator, but, I mean, the, they're supposed to sell hundreds of millions of dollars of tickets. You can't sell those that – that's helping to pay off a lot of that infrastructure cost. I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, all the hotels, all the restaurants, all the pop-up, yeah, anything from stuff. A to oh. Z, just everything just down the tube. And like, what's this going to do for the sport? I mean, you know, I'm not going to knock track and field or anything, but like, like that, but like, that's like, that's what is their big marketing scheme to get, people invested in, in track and field in, in my two cents, like what's going to happen over time with kids just saying like, Oh, it's just, you know, compete against themselves and not really be there for the glory mentality. You know, I don't know if that has a long-term effect. Either. Uh, hey, no, I look, I mean, if you're, if you, it's, I feel, I just feel bad for the athletes, quite honestly. Yeah. You, yeah. you spend your, these, these are people who spent their entire lives with one singular goal. And now they've, reached the pinnacle 
they walk out onto that battlefield, whatever their battlefield of choice is, and they're alone with their competitors. And it's just a different feel. I, I, I you know, you see all, you, you watch past Olympic uh, events and, you know, it's one thing during the activity with the crowds cheering, that's going to be so weird to not have it there. But to me, I focus and think about, you know, well, first of all, ceremony with no one there is going to be odd. But then every podium, you, you get on that podium and you want to hear your national anthem and you want the crowds cheering and all that. And, and it's just you're it's you're alone. I just think it's going to be strange. I do think that they're going to have sponsors and some family members and stuff there. So it won't be completely empty. But for all intents and purposes, it will be a very different style of Olympics. I don't think it's going to affect the sport too much because I think a kid kid watching it's going to look at it and you know if they run track they run track if they don't they don't. Um, but I do think that it will make a less enjoyable experience. I think it will. Yeah, and the economic fallout for Japan, like like you said, Mike, the you know all the restaurants, bars, hotels, people that aren't going to be there, which a lot of that was already going to be affected, seeing as they weren't going to allow foreign spectators, regardless. But putting together an Olympics that's a financially successful event is rarely, if ever, done, as is. So mm-hmm. with what Japan has had to go through, there's really only been one Olympics in modern history that could be looked at as a financial success, and that's the 1984 Games in Los Angeles. And, I remember those. And I don't. Yeah, oh, but, I don't really remember those. <laughs> But, I, but Myers was just, 27. He had just uh, <laughs> he had just lost his hair. He just lost his hair. Oh, did I still have a lot of hair? I don't know what you guys are talking. I see it. And you got a good haircut today. Um, Curls. But yeah, it is just it's it's tough for Japan and what what it could do for for their local economy. Um, but especially for the athletes, it. I, I couldn't imagine having to, you know, train my whole life or something and then go and perform in front of an empty audience. It's just that sucks. Yeah. Um, it will be good for sponsors. I think it, you know, not not the ad in in-house sponsors, but sponsors don't usually do it for the in-house people. They do it for the television audience, and that's not gonna change. So I don't think it's gonna affect anything there. And as a matter of fact, maybe more people will tune in because they can't attend in person. I really don't think it makes too much of a difference there. But um it's it's gonna be interesting. I you know, you, you we were a little insulated in the United States, honestly. Um, the fact that we can sort of move freely again and and be out and about and not worry so much about it. We go to games. We have 18,000 people watching the game in Tampa last night uh, or two nights ago, I guess. Um, You kind of forget that the rest of the world is not where we are. They're not quite where we are, usually because of access. Anything that happens in the United States is bad is because of choice. And then when you get outside the United States, it's literally a matter of access, which I think that speaks to some things as well. That are completely different topics that I'm not going to get into right now. That's a different yeah. podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And it's on right after this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. New me, topic. Sir, can new I trouble topic, you for a new, new topic, topic, please? New topic. There it we is. We are. Yeah, I, I just I was searching for it on this end. Sorry, it took me a second there. Uh, the next topic we have. Uh, this was a hot, hot topic last week. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, it was happening while we were on the air. So we've had a week to digest this. Um, in a moment, I'm going to hand it off to Chris because Chris has been tracking all of these things and the signing since last week. But when I said we were going to have this topic, Mike Smith asked if he could make a mention of something before we got too far into it. So, Mike, I'm handing you the floor. Well, about time. Thank you, Myers. Uh, I am just I couldn't be more excited to just track this, uh, the NIL deals that have been happening live on air since last week. Um, I have, I bet 99% of the people that have been signed and, and I have the list here, we could go uh, through it, but we're not going to, I have never heard of before in my life. Um, but the, the highlight to last week was when Barstool Sports uh, came out and announced a giant press conference that said, we are going to hire anyone and anybody who uh, wants to uh, sign with Barstool Sports, just blink and we'll sign you. Well, Dave, guess who's been blinking a million times an hour since that? This guy right here, I want to get signed. I played sports before. You don't know me. I don't know who you're signing. Sign me. What do I get? Probably a T-shirt. Maybe I can get one of your uh, shitty pizza reviews to uh, go and, and get a free slice. I don't know. Like, what are these people getting? One, um, who are you signing? And, and what are they signing up for? What, what are they getting? I blinked. You sign me. What do I get? Am I a Barstool Sports uh, affiliate? Do I get a free jersey every year with a Barstool on it and I walk around and just promote your company? I don't know. Do I get pizza for life from someone? I don't know. I just, these people are signing up. I've never heard of them. They keep getting more. And uh, I mean, they're not, in, they're not an agency, are they? I don't, I, I just, I'm so confused. But at the same time, I started a tracker. <laughs> um, my first. Uh, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Wait, next week with wait, players on. It's coming. Wait, Hard wait, wait. Before we go on to any tracker, which I think Chris actually has been tracking these, so we are going to hand it off to Chris in a second to talk about the deals that have been done. But what your story is, it's interesting. Barstool did come out and say that they were launching an agency, and. Uh, the quote was Blinken will sign you. Um, they announced that I believe live during our show, it may have been a little before the show that they had their first one. Actually, I think it was live during our show. They didn't know um, we were battling it out for, they didn't you know, realize about this topic, they'd so lost I get it. all the viewers to us. Right. Yeah, they but did. I do. I did find it a little interesting. He called themselves an agency, but if you hear what they did, they just signed athletes. They're, to represent yeah. them, which doesn't make them an agency. That makes them the brand that the that it, the athlete is representing. So it makes them the same as every other brand that Chris is about to list off, which I found to be interesting that they said, oh, we're, we've launched Barstool Athletes Incorporated, which could be the most powerful agency in NIL. The ironic thing is I do think they could be mm-hmm. if they knew what agency meant first. And two, if they actually put resources behind creating an agency to help athletes go do this, because they do have an amazing voice. They got a very loud voice, Uh, but I did find it kind of funny. I actually reached out to uh, their CEO via LinkedIn private message what, and said, hey, if you really, and I think I actually tweeted at Dave and said, hey, if you really (laughs) want to start an agency and you really want to help these athletes, let us know. We can actually do that and we could create something really big and cool. But right now you're a brand that has representation. You're not an agent. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask if Portnoy ever responded to your tweet because uh, not you know to that's my a, knowledge. You know that's a great 
place and way to, to engage in a discourse with Dave Portnoy. Um, for the first time ever, he did not respond to one of my tweets. For the that first is, yeah, time right. ever, that's that's a true statement. <laughs> I have I have tweeted at him at least thirty times a GIF of me blinking, uh, still no response. <laughs> like I just just anything like ex, like received would be fine by me. You you got a gift? You, you got a gift guy, Mike? Where are you getting all I, these I, gifts from? Um, it is pretty guy. interesting, though. It is pretty interesting that they they clearly have a lot of brand power. Because without giving a single ounce of money and or a concept of what a person might be receiving if they sign with Barstool or literally anything, they had. And I I have to say they're probably I I don't know because I haven't been watching, but I've been seeing things roll off the feed. That first day I saw probably 30 or 40 or 50 athletes that became Barstool athletes. And then I did see a pretty funny uh, I think it was a TikTok of a woman basically she was mouthing to a rap song in which they say i don't know and then there's a blank and they say i don't know i don't know i don't know and i don't legal i don't think legally i can say the name of the song without getting a copyright issue uh but she basically let it off by saying what everybody had been asking her hey what do you get for being a a, a barstool athlete do you get this and she says i don't know and then she puts another question up i don't know she literally has no idea what she's getting by being a barstool athlete well, but she is what one thing that I think is, is interesting about this story and, and uh, is I saw a short excerpt of the contract excerpt of the contract excerpt, that yeah. excerpt. Uh, of the contract that Barstool setting out to these athletes and the end is just talking about you know you need to, fr- from the athlete perspective they need to make sure that the pictures that they're sharing with Barstool that they have license to share those that if they're, if they're including school logos or you know, wherever the picture is coming from, if it's owned by, if the rights are owned by the school, they need to make sure they have permission. I think it just raises a whole nother issue, which I think we touched on last week on the legality side of everything. I mean, it's got to be so confusing for a lot of these kids knowing who owns what rights, what are they legally How terrible would it be? How terrible would it be? You do all your things right and you dot all your I's and cross all your T's and you get sanctioned by the NCAA because you post illegal photos with your free unpaid bar stool. I just uh, wanted to share a picture of my lunch <laughs> with the world. And I can't even do that. Just look well, at my yeah. lunch. No, well, but can Chris, you like, I, like, hold on before we go to Chris, like how crazy of a concept is this? Let's say we take the money ball approach of what Barstool sports is trying to do. They get this second or third tier athlete that really isn't going to get signed by anybody big. They sign them in hopes of getting their name out there using Barstool as the aggregate for them. They actually do well in sports, and Barstool can reap off that. Are they playing some kind of like a logarithm thing behind the scenes, or have I been drinking a logarithm? too much beer? On, I am uh, certain they're not playing in a logarithm because I don't I think, think that's you just kind of. I think you kind of just described what's happening with brands and kids all across the country for the last two weeks or week in different Are you words. In- Exactly. Did I understand what you're saying that the ki- the kids that aren't successful yet are potentially going to use Barstool to gain more notoriety to then level up and maybe get to D2 or D1 because of the notoriety? It's possible. It's a back how, I mean it's the backwards thing, but that's not I mean, that, that's or just how, build their personal how, brand. That's how a lot of brand partnerships work. So yeah, that makes sense. Josh is not understanding what you're saying, but that's okay. Josh No, is, I I most understand brand partnerships, exactly 
You think, yeah. Josh, real quick, just real quick, you think oh, that most buyers, brand partnerships the correct with opinion. Isn't the goal for, the, need, for both of the property or the athlete and the brand to grow together? Or, or do you not like those type of partnerships? I'm pretty sure that most brand partnerships are not done so that the athlete can raise the level of their athletic competition from Division Three to Division One. If it is, I've never heard of it. I've never heard that. I've heard making that. money off of it, but I've never heard of them saying, what, you know what, I, if I can. I don't even do know what you're talking about now. Maybe we're, we're talking about different things. Mike just right. You were not. Yeah. Yeah. No, we you, are. Because Josh, Mike said I it twice. Nobody's you understanding either time, and that's Mike. okay. Except either way, me. I won. <laughs> Chris, this whole thing was to set up the tracker for NIL. Do you have some updates on what's I, happening in yeah. the world of NIL? Well, and, uh, be careful. Whatever what? you say, Josh is going to hear something different, entirely what? different than what you say, and then make fun of you for it. So be very oh, I, careful what happens. I wasn't right. listening that whole time he was talking. Yeah. Like, is that what he was talking about? <laughs> we have to we have a snap and like bright lights to him, and he'll, he'll respond. <laughs> um, the uh, couple different things of interest. We flustered Chris. We flustered Chris. We flustered. It's, that's not that's not difficult to do. Um, an interesting thing to point out is uh, uh, University of Miami quarterback Derek King. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Derek, not De Derek, is what Josh was suggesting it was pronounced as. But uh, Derek wow, King Josh. and Florida State quarterback Mackenzie Milton, they created, uh, co-founded Dreamfield, which is a, quote, NIL-based platform focused primarily on booking live events for student athletes, including autograph signings, meet and greets, and speaking engagements. Uh, very clever um, idea to- uh, Are they getting paid for this? That, well, the idea is that they're keeping more of that in-house because they're the agency that would uh, do They're going to be the agency for athletes. Got it. Because they're going to do what Barstool said they were doing. A, I mean, there's just a ton of announcements, <laughs> but it's mostly of guys and gals that are signing representation deals. Not, yeah. And there are a ton of deals that are out there, but the the, the biggest flow of info has been just signing with agents for that. So uh, anyway, the uh, Mackenzie Milton has got some um, uh, NFTs that, that they, they launched King signed deals with college hunks and Murphy auto group that will pay him over $20,000. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two things. One back away yes. from the microphone Two. Yes. College, college hunks. hunks. Yeah. College okay. hunks. I think that's yeah, Josh's okay. company. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just celebrated uh, our 10 year anniversary now Mike <laughs> dad number two is talking but no words are coming out so that's uh, <laughs> uh, I may or may not have been on that a few years back I'm just going to say that yeah <laughs> browsing yes uh, he may, may or may not have been on it browsing a few years ago it's <laughs> a good one uh, the internet's a big place Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry. Could you find back. an easier name to pronounce? No. Any of these easy to pronounce no. for you? Okay. No. He plays a, he's a DB at Alabama. He's selling uh, NFTs for $750 through Skybox Sports. Uh, oh, this was, uh, I, I uh, being an Iowa selling guy, NFTs. I despise him completely. <laughs> but uh, this was, uh, uh, was kind of funny that uh, Jordan Bohannon, I don't know if you guys saw this. He, yeah. Uh, he was paid to do an appearance at uh, the local uh, fireworks store, uh, Boomin, Iowa Fireworks, 
and signed autographs for patrons uh, who spent $10 or more on fireworks. Um, oh, I mean, hey, get a, they just get paid a buck. A, or was he getting paid? Like, a, Does it say what he got paid? I, Jordan, no, Jordan Boom got, Boom Bohannon? He probably got paid in fireworks. Um, 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 excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Um, I, I have these, uh, sticks of, uh, sparklers and some snap pops. Uh, am I up to the $10 threshold for an autograph on this black cat pack that I'm purchasing or do I need to go back? I'm so confused. Who you are you again? Add, add one of those Roman candles in there and you oh, can get Joe Bo's. Are, they in, no, are for, they in aisle two or three? Cause I, I I'm lost here. For the record, if you live in Iowa and you bought fireworks, you know who Jordan Bohannon is. That's a good point. I, I'm from and, southern and, Iowa, though, right on the fact. Missouri border. Yeah, not you. I'm talking about the actual Iowans, yes. All right. Do Are we, we know, uh, does do anybody know who Hersty Miller is? Of course. I do not. It's Master P's son. Exactly. Oh, there we go. Percy, Percy Miller's son, if you will. Percy's, Percy Miller's son is I want to call him Hersey Pillar, but it's Hersey Miller, rapper, Master P's son, uh, is a uh, he's a college athlete. Apparently, um, he's a uh, going into freshman year at Tennessee State, and uh, he's according to TMZ, it's a two million dollar deal, and it's I'm sure it's because of uh, it's got it's, nothing to do with his dad. No, yeah, it's his athletic ability getting him a two million dollar right. deal. Um, is that the first the other, whatever man he probably has a great social media following to be fair no he yeah he i'm uh, yes the uh oh i i scrolled by it uh oh, crap and it's the list it's tracking it's huge it's huge it's uh what was new I, topic the, new topic. new topic <laughs> new topic it's probably um, a good idea the the cavitation of our new topic thing for the, your impersonation of our new topic thing is even terrible. <laughs> you have to. Can you say what you're doing before? Can you say this Please is my new topic? Impersonation? Announce what's happening before you impersonate, because it is impossible to tell who you're impersonating. Oh uh, yeah, I just found that uh, Roman candle in aisle three. Is that enough to get my autograph now? <laughs> no, or okay, really going to stick with this thing, aren't we? He's going to ride this bad boy out. Uh, degree. Uh, Anna Persprint uh, deodorant launches a campaign where they're signing up 14 different NCA athletes, including the stinkiest, uh, one of the, the stinkiest ones. <laughs> but it's it's not it's it's pretty cool from the concept. It's you know Adrian Martinez, who's pretty good, pretty well known name at Nebraska's quarterback. But then there's uh, uh, wheelchair basketball player Bailey Moody from Alabama. Uh, basketball men's basketball player from prairie view a&m cam mack jenna gabriel a texas women's volleyball player uh, lauren sap a cincinnati para swimming athlete uh mitchell Pelkey, so your point is a, there's a lot ohio state university lacrosse player like you, they're not just they're coming in live names. like real time right now nope. this isn't like yeah. right. no, no, these no, are right. lots this is they're meeting the right ticker now. as it's coming across right now on espn <laughs> we went from so 485 I, years to 307 in the last 40 seconds go ahead chris it's good okay i'm done i get it <laughs> <laughs> no, I did like it. What your point is that they're not taking just the biggest athletes; they really are spreading it across all. Do you know what they're spending? You have any idea what they're spending? Uh, and, and if no, uh, that's okay because I, I, I feel it's Unilever, I, so I can't imagine it's just a little bit. 
No, I, I don't have the number here. I, I thought I had okay. that somewhere, but I don't. So no, it says I, that I now, did see something well, where Unilever here, here was, was spending was a lot. From this USA Today story, Degree is planning to commit more than $5 million over the next five years, but it's to initiatives encouraging others to break limits and inspire moving forward. Like their yeah. endorsement amount is a, I'm sure, a, a, you know, a couple drops in that. A fraction of that. But still, it'd be nice. I can't imagine Unilever's not giving them something decent. And then, and for a lot of these guys, they probably aren't getting chased down for sponsorship. So that's that's a very cool sponsorship. And it's very oh, endemic. Yeah, no, I like the, it. the last interesting one, and I thought we'd actually see a lot more of this, is the, the guy um, in uh, uh, Miami, big Miami, Miami booster and fan, Dan Lambert. He owns American mm. Top Team, uh, MMA GM. He will pay uh, each scholarship player on the Miami a monthly payment of 500 bucks this year. So six grand, six grand, every year. athlete. Yeah. So you're talking on the, on the Miami football team on Miami football. Yes. Team. Yeah. It's like, so yeah, that one's dollars if everybody takes them not off. quite as much diversity of where the money's going in that deal, but it is no, interesting. That's that the it's opposite. A, it's a that's booster. that's what I was expecting was like, Right. Boosters at any major school stepping up for something like that. I did. Go ahead. I did see, however, that he also was quoted. And this is what I think is I, I mentioned this last week as to what I think might happen with these NIL deals. And this is an example of it. He was quoted as saying he normally gives a lot of money to the university. He's going to wait. And see how this oh, plays out see that. to decide oh. whether or not he's still going to give money to the university, which which is what have has all the athletic directors across the globe shaking in their boots, is that the money that normally would come to the athletic department is now going to be in these types of deals going to the athletes. And they, they'll, they'll keep some, but they will also lose some. They will lose some money. To these, which again then leads us down the path of what does that mean? How many other scholarship or uh, other sports are you going to lose because now there's not enough revenue coming in to pay for all those things? So this is the first one where I've heard the person actually say, "I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my traditional donation to the athletic department. I'm going to wait and see." And that's not what athletic departments want to hear. I can promise no. you that. And and what's it's just like with pro athletes? You got a lot of guys that we'd say are for lack of a, a more politically correct term, jock sniffers, that they just want to get close to these kids. So they're happy to go and cut the check directly to them and hopefully have some sway with them, influence with them. That's the scary yeah. part. Yeah, I think there's a lot in there. You cut me off. Wow. But Buddy Bayhawk. Oh, yeah. But like the other that's thing that's right. interesting of this was I, uh, Beheim, whatever. I didn't even get, don't get me started. What but is happening right now? The gong goes. I change topics. People just keep. To what is happening on the show right now? What is you this? You have going, lost control. You've lost control. We have the, taken the over. Inmates have taken over the asylum. What was the thing that you what you haven't the, said the, yet? The, the quick point. I feel was like you said like, a lot. Like like they're doing in LS <laughs> in, in Louisiana, and he can do and Buddy Beheim can do the, where they can. Where the team marks, that's yeah. a huge advantage for those schools. That's yeah. all. Goodbye. Yeah, that is that is a big advantage for those schools. Chris, is, Chris, Chris just, just got left up the and building. left. <laughs> he made the best point ever, and he's never coming back.
All right, next topic, uh, big in the news this week, Crypto.com. They just keep coming. Crypto.com this week signs the largest deal in UFC history, $175 million over 10 years. I don't think you're going to be able to turn the UFC on. with. I think Dana White has it stamped on his forehead at this point. Uh, that is, I don't know if it's by far, but it is definitely the biggest deal the UFC has seen uh, to date. And and Josh, I know you're tracking sort of overall crypto and all the deals that are happening in that space. So I'll hand it off to you for a quick update as to what's happening in crypto world. You know, I was tracking all that, but since you stepped on my toes and broke that UFC news with crypto.com, I just don't know if I want to share my proprietary information that I have. Yeah. Oh, we got to what you going to talk I just got put Go in timeout. I got put in timeout for <laughs> for eight seconds. <laughs> for eight seconds, which coincidentally is the amount of time that I'm allowed to speak without Myers interrupting me. So <laughs> you should probably time now. Um, yeah, but there's been a lot of deals in the crypto space, and I want to give a great, sh- nice shout out to our friends at Sponsor United for for giving some of this info. They they've been compiling all this data, and and uh, there's been. Since we announced last week on the podcast live the Storm X jersey patch deal with the Portland Trailblazers, that's right. It seems like there's been a big deal announced every day um, in the crypto space, including the the kit sponsorship with uh, Crypto.com and the UFC. They're going to be on everything that all the fighters are wearing, including uh, Dana White's uh, do rag and beanies that he'll be wearing to cover. His bald head. You'll see that oh uh, coming coming next week with Michael Myers, and uh, and then we have a couple of the NASCAR space with a company called Seed Token and Rick Ware Racing. Another company called Trade the Chain with JD Motorsports. They're going to be sponsoring those two teams on the upcoming races in Atlanta. Um, ESL Esports League Pro League Gaming got a deal with Coinbase. The uh, the match, which for some reason that was the the, the between Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, which for some reason was broadcast in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. Yeah, what? Uh, and went, and whole, went up I against. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Because and, and went up against the NBA finals towards the. Like, I have no idea. What in the world were they thinking? They had Monday. I mean, like people were off on Monday this week. I don't. That's a whole I mean, other issue. We sometimes, can, sometimes you just can't get a good tea time. Am I right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You think they know a couple of people? I'm I'm really glad that was my last deal uh, the between Blockfolio and the match to announce because I can't follow that. I just can't. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. That's well, a lot of stuff, stuff happening in the crypto space, and I want some of that money. Yes, thank you, Josh. Um, Chris, you had brought up that you wanted to revisit a topic that we covered probably six weeks ago that was a fairly contentious topic um, within the NBA. So I'm going to hand this off to you. Wait, is he at his 6,000 word counter for this podcast yet? He can't go over yeah, that. He's, he's in he's in extra time to borrow a soccer term. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. Oh. Extra time. So- soccer expert over here. Go ahead, Chris. Arlo White impersonation right there, lads. Oh, uh, that's okay. good. I wasn't. I, if I knew who Arlo White was, I could judge that, but I don't. Have you Have you seen uh, uh, Ted Lasso? Love it. I have not watched Ted Lasso. Okay. Watch it. Well, 
you, if anybody needs to go into timeout, you need to go into timeout then because Ted Lasso for not watching greatest. Ted Lasso. Okay. Yes. Ted Lasso. Did I ever tell you this brilliant. story about meeting Jason Sudeikis? I met Jason Sudeikis once. True story. Oh, yeah. How many cars? Yeah. We have to hear the story. Jason Sudeikis. Chris. I'd rather talk about please. Jason Sudeikis rather than Drew Barrymore. Oh, I said it. Tom. I've what? never said Drew. I've never met Drew Barrymore, but I did once. True story. Got back from a trip, was coming home, stopped off at Penny's Noodles on Damon Avenue, which is now closed. There's only one Another Penny's. Free open. shout out. I walked in, walked well, in, and there park. was a guy with a beard and cargo shorts. Didn't recognize him. Sitting next to a woman who I thought has gorgeous eyes. That's all I remember. I was like, she has very pretty eyes. And I went up and I ordered my food, and it was during the Olympics. Because I, they were the basketball game was on the television. I ordered my food. I sat down. The whole place was empty. I sat at the table next to them, watched the uh, NBA or not NBA, but watched the Olympic basketball. Illinois or Illinois, um, the U.S. was up like a hundred to forty or something like that. And I'm like, ah, oh, nail biter. And they laughed. And I ended up getting a text. I showed me. We ended up talking. It was Olivia and Jason Sudeikis. He was so bearded up, and every, I didn't even recognize him. Uh, no Jason Sudeikis stories. I didn't realize we were on a no Jason Sudeikis story. But I got to say, they were very nice. Uh, they left after about 20 minutes. The people behind the counter were like, how do you know them? I'm like, I don't. I was sitting here eating my pad CU and, uh, or no, hot pepper noodle, hot pepper noodle. And they said that was Jason Sudeikis and Olivia, Olivia Sudeikis. I don't know what's Olivia's I last name. This. This story brought to you by Scroogecoin, the newest in cryptocurrency. <laughs> Invest in Scroogecoin to never hear this story again. You have been What's canceled by Mun. What is Olivia's last name? Mun, and it doesn't matter. Oh, is it Olivia Mun? I thought Olivia Mun was the girl no. that dated Aaron Rodgers. Olivia yes, Wilde, Olivia. I'm sorry. Yes. Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Wilde. Thank you, Mr. Dominant Olivia Mun, so loudly. Olivia's. Was wrong. Mun. Olivia I'm Wilde. Mun. All right. So, Chris, you had something to say. You had something to say, Chris. <laughs> I only have Are we that. on the same podcast anymore? No. Oh. I, I have the uh, – I only have like 20 words left. So, Ooh, um, there we go. Percentage. So, so here we go. We've talked about this a few weeks percentage. ago. Percentage. Kawhi fallen and Kawhi can't get up. Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> the, the headline to this was the NBA finals. <laughs> Kawhi fallen and Kawhi can't get up. Uh, I wanted to say that it was presented by the clapper, but uh, Myers thinks life alert was better, but we've talked about this, uh, you know, NBA stars being injured. We've got 10 all-stars that have missed playoff games in um, NBA playoff games in 2021. So far that's twice as many as the next highest year going back to 2000. We've got, you know, Giannis and Harden and Irving and young and, you know, on and on of guys that have, have missed, uh, missed time. And so uh, it popped up today, uh, Lev Akbus, uh, Mr. Data, uh, Data Visualizations at Sportico, he's, he's terrific, put this up today with a story that, was, that looked deeper into that. And so uh, before I uh, discuss it any further, I, I know Josh had one opinion last time. Michael had a different opinion. Opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was I was talking with facts and numbers. I mean, right. Myers well, here's is some, just talking out of his ass. Here's, well, <laughs> when is that any different than any other time? So That's this true. is <laughs> these are the numbers that this is the the 
Hey, I'm Mike Myers' ass. Wait, I thought you were going to give us a chance to say something, and all it was was Josh attacking me, and then you moved on. That's, that's, well, the, type do... of, that's the type of brief respite we all need. <laughs> that's, that right there. Is, I laugh uh, because it's true. A taste, a taste oh, my. Myers. All right. So, all right. All right. Go ahead, Michael. You've got something to say? Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I thought that, that I was looking at your chart. And so this chart, to the credit mm -hmm. of the chart and to the credit of Josh, this chart eliminates the question that I was asking, which was there are variables that could affect the stats that Josh was using last time that would make it irrelevant. This one eliminates that by looking at percentage of games missed by starters. So this similarly, is an actual thing. Similarly, Myers is still arguing that Roger Maris's home run record shouldn't count because they played extra games. That's pretty that much – that was your argument. Remotely not my argument, but I, I get where you're going with that. I can't disagree with it entirely, but I want – go back to that screen for a second, Chris. I do love how they – made it a, a total of 8% as the, I don't know if that's the y-axis or the x-axis, to show drastic difference from one year to the next. If the, it, I will admit that this year it seems to be a larger percentage of players that are missing. But let's be honest, the reason that was given was that LeBron said it was because they had less time to prepare and that, that the, the fans were suffering because this was basically abuse of players, forcing them to get back out there and play. They should have taken more time off. What did he say in 2013 when it was seven times the injuries as it was in 2007? Or really any of the last eight years, which is three or four times what it was for the eight years before that. This is... Not, I mean, it's 2% higher. It's not like it's some drastic thing where like, oh my God, everybody's hurt. It's slightly higher. Just well, like, oh, look at this. Here's <laughs> To my point. Look at this. This is to help Michael make his point because I knew he would argue this, right? Look oh, at that's this. really funny. Uh, yeah, if you make it, the check. Yeah. The way LeBron like, described oh, it, you think that blue line in 2021 would be up at that 30% point. No big deal. Yeah, it's just not that big of a, It's an outlier. But, It'll, it, but, it, we're at a point where players don't play gosh, when they're hurt. This, well, I, and I, I, that's the stuff that's not being taken into consideration. Some of this stuff is that there's more guys who are sitting out preventative reason-wise. Yeah, Some precaution. That, you know, they, they tweaked the hamstring or something, and they want to be healthy for games – five, six, seven. And so they sit out game two or something. Right. And then I don't, you know what we, nobody's talked about with this, but I, I don't know what the number, but it's like concussion protocol and those kinds of things where there's much higher out. level, right. much higher level of precaution now than there was, you know, just like, how many just, total you know, NBA games are there by the, how many total NBA playoffs games? Do you think there are a hundred? I'm not doing the math right yeah. now, but let's say there's yeah, 70 or hundred. That means, season. 2% more. That means one more game. Two more games out of 100. If it's a 2% higher number of games missed by starters, that's two games in total. This statistic is percentage of games missed, so it, it doesn't matter. Depends right. Well, if it's 100 games and it's 2% more missed, that's two more games. That's what. That's how the math comes out. It's percentage of games. So if there were 100 games and there were a total of 10 games missed, it'd be 10. If there were a total of 12 games missed, it'd be 12. So it's exactly okay, the number Mr. of games. Yeah, yeah man, man, my dad taught math for 37 years. I only know two things, and With math is one of them. 
What's that the other a, one? A broken clock right twice for, a day in math. <laughs> saving the other one for another podcast. Oh sugar. Chris, I would love <laughs> to see I would love to see these numbers from 1986 to 1999 yeah. because Me I'm too. sure as shit the New York Knicks Two. in the 90s missed a total of negative 1 games uh in their playoff run. Does that mean they played an extra game somehow? They no, played an just, extra game just with the only play. the hurt Isaiah players Thomas. with zero. Right, I was like Isaiah Thomas came out and played a game by himself without anybody else at the at the arena. Oh, he did, <laughs> and that's not a joke. I I think that my takeaway from all this though was that I think that that first chart and everything can end up being an oversimplification of this, but uh, and that it's not really a big deal when you like you said, Mike, it's maybe one more game out of out of all the playoff games. But the troubling thing, and this is what Lev that pointed out. We had to actually have a little back and forth this afternoon. Oh, here's there was the drop. We talked a back and forth. If you would. Oh, this no, guy, this my guy, friend hey, of mine. We had a little no, back and forth. Go ahead, Chris. This is, this is this is the reality that I would not trust me either. So I'm just saying <laughs> I brought somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about here. But yeah, the, the guy's name is, is Abacus, for God's sake. He was right? born to make he was born to make graphs. He was born to calculate. So anyway, the 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 trend here is that over the last seven years, the numbers are much higher and and eight of the last nine years, and especially the last few that they're going up. Now, yeah. because, so, so to, to a little bit to Mike Smith's point, like, okay, well, let's look at this thing further along and let's see what it looks mm-hmm. like in four more years. It, it may, it's, it may be still level. Now, if we see it, that I think it'll stay 10%. up. I think it'll stay up because I think athletes are very precautionary. I think the, the concussion protocol is going to come into play. I don't think it'll go back down. Yeah, I think it'll that, say would, where it's that would mean yeah, because that would mean you're wrong if it went back down. So of course you think it's <laughs> it would mean go that up. they weren't making twenty seven million dollars a year because trust me, a guy will sit out a game where he might have hurt his knee because every year he makes twenty seven million non guaranteed as opposed to going back out there and trying to win that one more game for the Pistons, but forfeiting his twenty seven million dollar his twenty seven million dollar contract. Are you talking That's about Blake Griffin? The biggest factor. No, I don't even <laughs> know Blake who Griffin Blake Griffin not, plays for. About Blake he still Griffin dunks not, over not, Kia's, right? He still well, dunks he, over. He Kia's. didn't dunk in Detroit for about two years, and then he came to Brooklyn and started dunking over everybody. <laughs> the last I knew of him, he was on the he was on the dais of a roast. Of someone that that's the last time I saw Blake Griffin, and I'm sure that's he's doing pinnacle. great. That's the pinnacle, man. Wasn't that's he the dating Olivia Munn? Uh, Olivia Wilde, Wild, I believe it was. Wild, yeah. Yes. Uh, and Myers, can you uh, tell so us the story is, about that time you met them at a uh, <laughs> uh, 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 hot chicken uh, restaurant when you were getting off the plane in the state nope, of Blake just Griffin met him, and Wilde? Just met him once. Just met him uh, once. What oh, is the deal Griffin. with uh, hot chicken? <laughs> wait, who is that an impersonation of? Just kidding. Uh, all right, rapid topics. Now, Chris, you wanted to say something else? We're going to skip it. I just was just want to confirm that you wanted to say something else, and we're going to. He's at ninety three hundred uh, words. I love that. Rapid, <laughs> rapid topics. Uh, just a couple of things worth noting. ESPN is pushing at least one Sunday night baseball game to ABC. Uh, it's not the first oh, time ESPN has like pushed ABC. some content to ABC over the air. Uh, they did a wild card round last year, I believe. Um, and the one thing I wanted to announce was that Mike Smith is having a second spicy tequila beer. Is that Man, what, this, what this, this mic is pineapple coming in. tequila? 
Uh, but I did see where ESPN announced their broadcast team, Alex Rodriguez, Rachel Nichols, and Maria Taylor, which I thought was interesting. Oh, um, I, I thought that was going to, it's going to be oh. a really interesting booth that night. Oh, um, it's the last half the, the game. Yes. XFL, in other news, is delaying their launch now. Uh, to 2023. I don't know if you can ah, smell what The Rock yeah. is cooking, but you're going to be smelling it for an extra year without seeing it. Um, oh, I just so made that much, up on the spot. So many that was jerseys. You bought so many? You bought a lot of jerseys? I bought a lot of uh, I did, jerseys. I did see that they... Uh, I made me. the prediction that they would merge with the CFL. Yeah. That did not happen. That fell through. They talked to them, but they oh, did yeah. not get I, it done. I, I thought that was going to happen too. So Yeah, I really did, but that is not going to happen now. Um, and I did see where they announced their broadcast team of Chris Myers, Rachel Nichols, and Maria Taylor, which, I, again, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I, I have some bad news for Mike, dad number two. You're, you're going to have to go buy a bunch of new jerseys when next year, before the inaugural season, the XFL announces a league-wide jersey patch sponsor of Asscoin. And you're going to have to go out yeah. and, and get a new I jersey. was so close at investing yeah. in Asscoin, but Sploogecoin took all my money. You guys know the story. I don't want to get into it. Olivia, <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Just wish he's going to write. He's got a bunch of Sploogecoin patches uh, that he owns himself. He'll just put that on there. scratch it, it on the jersey. Try to it. do a reverse sponsorship. Reverse yeah. sponsorship. Yeah, well, that's what's next. Leagues are going to start sponsoring crypto. Uh, also, I thought this was interesting, and we really are down to our last few minutes here. Hard Knocks will be coming back this year, and they've been really dropping off. So they are bringing back the Dallas Cowboys for the third time in 16 years. Yay! Which, Can't wait to yeah. not watch it. Who cares? I feel like they're just cycling. I feel like they're cycling between the same like three. It's the Browns, the Cowboys, and the Rams every year. Yes. They need to yeah, go the to the, whoever whoever produced that F one series, which mm. I forget the name right now. But drive to survive, drive to survive. By the way, last week when we were talking about that, Myers was like, "Yeah, that F one series." I forgot the name. It's called Drive to Survive. I just wanted to. That's well. That. So this is Josh. You're young. See, this is how it works when you're old. You say you say something. You realize you can't think of what it's called, and then after you say you can't think of what it is. It comes to you. But if you try to think what it is without saying you don't know what it is, it will evade you for a week until you I stop think thinking about it. I think and it's now nice you're you, all a year older for having you <laughs> describe that. I think it's nice that you think that I think it's nice that you think my memory is intact, but um, I appreciate that. It's not. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and lastly, Uniform Exchange has Spoiler two new alert, sponsors. Not. <laughs> we have two new sponsors. Toka, yeah, Toka. Indoor soccer facilities. A bunch of different ways for you to kick a ball. And And the E-Scooter Championships. The E-Scooter Championships have officially sponsored Uniform Exchange. E-Scooter Championships. I don't know a lot right now. They're fast. They're scooters. They're on ESP and the Ocho. And it's coming up in in sometime the next eight months. (laughs) I hope we do a live podcast. We're all on our own E-Scooters. Let's celebrate. Uh, I I think we can make that happen. All right, gentlemen, another stellar evening. Uh, My thanks to you, just like last time to your families, Chris, your dog, Spike. Spikey. Yeah. Spike. Thanks, Spike. Uh, Thank Mark Emmer, who was not on this week. (laughs) This episode is is in dedication to my barber in LA that I never got to see. So, yeah, you know what? A moment of silence. 
for uh, for Josh's barber. Barber that he never had actually cut. In hair. all the July 8th birthdays. Let's celebrate yes. life, boys. Let's end on a happy hey, note. I think I said a moment of silence. Oh, 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 oh,